So now we move on to our final segment. This is the bonus talk section. This is a section that does not come up very often on the podcast because we rarely have anything else that we care to talk about besides Zelda and Nintendo because that's what we do. But this is a special occasion. This is the E3 Hype Edition. So we are going to talk about, briefly talk about, all of the press conferences that are going to happen. Um and or live streams i should say because nintendo's doing a live stream uh, but we won't be talking about nintendo we've done a lot of that so we'll be talking about everybody else and what we're going to kind of do is do a quick rundown going uh company by company uh, I'll, I'll say what day they're doing it and at what time it's going to be at so for our listeners who don't know the e3 schedule um you will now know because it actually starts on sunday this upcoming sunday uh and yeah. then yeah, that's. I mean, that's coming up real quick. We're, we're weird? talking. Let me see. This is podcast is for the eighth, so we're talking like four days. That's that's crazy. Uh, so we're gonna talk about what we. Uh, one thing we're not excited to like. One thing we don't want to see happen at each of these conferences, and and one thing we really want to see happen. Okay. Um, and then our overall excitement for each individual conference. Uh, so the first one to come up is EA. All right. They are on June 12th, as I said, this Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific. So I have no idea what that is for anybody else but myself, but that that's just the time. Because If you Google uh, E3 press conference schedule 2016, Kotaku has a okay. breakdown of all of it for okay, those cool, of you cool, listening. Cool. Oh, man, a plug for Kotaku. Um, <laughs> I know you don't hear that that often, do so, you? <laughs> so I'm, to, to be fair, I'm using NeoGAF right now because they have a really good breakdown of things we already know about these conferences. So to give a breakdown for the EA, what we know they are going to have for sure is Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, Mass Effect Andromeda, FIFA 17, Madden 17, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, and a currently unannounced new IP. Uh, They also note that it's likely that there'll be an NBA Live or some sort of Star Wars game, some mobile games. Etc. But those are obviously not known. Those are just speculated. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's happening right away. The very first press conference we're going to get. Uh, so I'll start off just to give an example how I want this to kind of go for everybody else. Um, one thing that I am not excited about for this conference is whoever hosts it is going to be terrible. <laughs> EA has probably, in my mind, the worst presenters ever out of every conference I I watch. It is terrible. They are either disinterested or try to be funny, and it's not funny. It's it's bad. They can never seem to nail the right presenter. It it's really infuriating. (laughs) That's just me though. Um. No, I agree. With you. One thing I'm really, 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 really excited about for this is the potential that we're going to see that new Star Wars game. And for those who don't know, um, Star Wars, I think it was Star Wars 1313. Yep. Um, was canceled. Like that was that was a game that a lot of people were looking forward to. It was canceled during the whole Disney acquisition and all that changeover. Um, but the person who is heading up that project is heading up a brand new Star Wars game that's made in the same, I guess, genre uh, as that game was being made in. Uh, and I really want to see it because I'm really hyped. I-, I just love Star Wars, like just period. 
And, well, you can have your opinions on if Battlefront was handled well, if they had enough content at launch, et cetera, et cetera. There's very few people that will say that the Battlefront game is bad, like the gameplay is bad, that it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Because it does. It's awesome. I've played a ton of it. Um, it is a little lacking in content. But the fact is that we haven't had even a decent Star Wars game in a long time. And you could finally of, melee in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aside of uh, what, what game was I thinking of? Um, uh, that online game. Oh. Uh, um, Knights of the Old Republic? Yes, yeah. Knights yeah. of the Old Republic. Um, that game, that, that game I, I actually played that one. Yeah, I played that game. Um, it's pretty good. It was, a, it was a pretty good MMO. I knew after a few days of playing it that it probably wasn't going to last. And it's, I know it's still going on, and there's plenty of people that still play it. Uh, but I knew it wasn't going to be like you know the next WoW killer or anything. It just didn't have um, enough entertainment, I don't think, personally. But it was still a decent game. But outside of that that particular game, we hadn't had a good Star Wars game in a while. And Battlefront, I don't know that I call it a good Star Wars game, but it's it's a decent, it's it's a it's a step in the right direction. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do. Since I was really hyped for Star Wars 1313. And I'm really excited to see what uh, Visceral Motive, whoever is behind this, what they are going to pull off with this game. So that's what, like, it's unconfirmed we're even going to see it, but I want to see it. And that's what has me literally glued to it. Um, Part of me wants to say I'm glued to it to see Madden 17 as well, because I love Madden. And for the first time in, like, a decade, they're actually focusing on franchise mode. And I play franchise mode even to this day, nonstop in Madden. Um, and let me tell you, it's not very good. And I don't know why I keep playing it when it's not very good. Because um, I keep hoping for it to get better and it just gets worse every year because they ignore it. They just keep focusing on mutt and online play and all this stuff. Um, so it's nice to see them refocus on that. But, yeah, I the Madden stuff, I'm probably going to experience firsthand on the show floor, so I'm not really that excited i guess about at the conference because it's one of those i'll believe it when i have it in my hands um but yeah and i know some people don't like what ea is going to do with star wars i have no idea but i that's what i am excited about from ea um as for my hype level you know if i had to put it out of 10 this is just totally made up right now i would say my hype level is probably at a six um i don't think they're gonna have a bad show i think the presenter is gonna be terrible but i don't think the show is gonna be bad because i think battlefield one's unveiling got a pretty positive overall reception um there's some detractors talking about how violent it is but world war one was really really violent which is why we haven't had hardly any games based in world war one um so it kind of fits the theme of what world war one was so i'm really interested to see how they approach world war one what factual stuff they do because battlefield's always been more about like factual things that happened um so I'm really interested to see how that plays out, especially in the campaign. Um, I liked Titanfall a lot, so Titanfall 2 has me pretty excited. I liked Mass Effect, so I would love, want to see what they're doing with the next one. I'm not a FIFA fan. I'm not a fan of a lot of their other games outside of that, the racing games, NHL, whatever. But it, it's just, I think I'm going to really enjoy the conference. But that presenter just automatically knocks off like two points for me. because It's going to be bad. And, you know... Maybe I should knock it down to a five because they're going to do what they've done, I think, the last two years. They're going to bring on someone on stage 
whether it's like a famous soccer player Pele. or like a, a rock musician or something to talk about a game that one, the game is either already going to sell itself. It doesn't need it Two, It's going to be someone who doesn't even play the game. And three, the interview is going to have absolutely nothing to do with video games. <laughs> That's just what happens every year with EA and I can't figure out why they do it. Nobody likes it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, so yeah, you know what? I'm knocking that down to a five. Because they're just gonna, their presentation is gonna be, it's like their presentation I think is gonna be terrible, but their content's gonna be pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's me. Uh, Rabbit Luigi, what, what do you, what are your thoughts? EA, least EA. thing you're looking forward to, most thing, and overall hype level. Yeah, I've, I've generally had the feeling with EA for the last couple of years that you kind of have to be completely blank while they talk at you and say, oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then you sort of, you dissect it and say, the games? Not bad. I mean, Battlefield 1 for a start, I think, is a hope. In, in, in You saw how the world reacted to Call of Duty and you think, Battlefield is like the, you know, the hero striding into the villain's lairs. Like, I will save the day! Don't worry, you're fighting robots, let's go back to World War One. This is fine. This is factual. <laughs> we know this. We know what to expect from this. And I... That's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. I'm... You know, Mass Effect Andromeda is also kind of interesting. I... It's kind of an unknown quantity, and it's... I could be anything. So that, that makes it fascinating. Um, other than that, like you said, Star Wars. Again, like... Like a month ago, maybe two months ago, I was talking about cancelled games on my channel. I was saying <laughs> Star Wars thirteen thirteen. It's never gonna. It might happen, guys. It might happen. So that's quite exciting. Um, but yeah, ignore what the people say. Uh, the the guy at the front says, and just try and pick through that for the games. What's the thing you're least looking forward to? Who'd you say? To Rabbit Luigi, what's the th- oh. what's the thing you're least looking oh. forward to? Well, about, about the conference or one of their games? Yeah, about the EA conference. About well, the EA just conference. just ha- just how it's handled, really, because they 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 that's they, the presentation. Yeah, they they, ne- they never really put the game <laughs> as the forefront. It's like, look at us, we're amazing. Yeah, it, we have nothing to do with it video is so games. Weird. Look at his mate. It's just it's unnecessary. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they do that. It man, what thing to do? Sorry. We could talk about this for like hours about why EA. <laughs> let's is let's not do that. Um, we'll make people, we'll no, make let's people really, mad. Let's really not do that. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so, what would you say your hype level is for that conference? Out of out of ten, I would say a six, just because I'm quite excited for Battlefield One and Star Wars. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, Darren, yes. my man. Um, Give me some thoughts here on the EA conference. I'm going to go for the thing I'm most looking forward to, Star Wars, as I'm going to be bland and pick what you guys picked because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, <laughs> and, as anyone is. And, um, you know, I I was sad when 1313 was canceled too, so I'm looking forward to another Star Wars game. I thought Battlefront was fun. Battlefront is amazing. The um, thing I'm least looking forward to probably the fact that my PC is too sucky to play any of these games and I don't have a console to play these games that they're going to be unveiling so that that's the thing I'm least looking forward to hype level though as far as well on the on the bright side on the bright side for you in particular with all these potentially new console announcements the current consoles are probably going to get a price cut. 
Yes, that's because I do plan on either getting an Xbox One or a PS4 this year. So I will be I will play these games, just not probably as soon as they come out. But yes, I'm excited for a price cut. Overall hype level, probably a five, because I mean these games will be cool, but half of them I probably won't care about. <laughs> so that's that's basically where I'm at for the oh, EA. Oh, that's tepid. A tepid rating. That's all right. Alfred, my man. EA. Do they rustle your jimmies? Uh, okay, so I'm not going to talk about all of my feelings towards the wonderful people at EA. Um, but the thing I'm most excited for, it has to be Star Wars. Like, if they unveil Star Wars 1313, that... Or something akin to that, that would just be fantastic because I was so disappointed when that game was canceled. Because I, I, every day, whenever I'd see new, you know, concept art for it, I just get more and more excited. Um, and my money's on like, you know, they said Visceral might be making it, or, or maybe even Bioware. I'd love to see one of those companies do that um, and put out a like a gritty kind of Star Wars game, something we haven't seen before. Um, and this is the thing that I'm least excited for. This is where you and I tend to differ, Nate, is the entire block of sports stuff. I'm <laughs> so unexcited for that. <laughs> like, let, me, I, uh, let me explain something about that sports stuff for you. <laughs> um, I don't think they need to be re- yearly releases at all. I was thinking yeah. that. Um, Just update them. It's always been my... Yeah. Like what it should be is maybe once or twice a generation, mm-hmm. you release a new, like a brand new version of the game. Yeah, because oftentimes the visuals don't change game to game. It's the same engine. They just make massive sweeping updates to the gameplay or to different things. Things that I feel could just be downloadable content mm-hmm. or downloadable updates. Um, and and you know maybe you know. Maybe they can get away with saying, you know, hey, it's 15 bucks for this year's new update for the game or whatever. Um, and, you know, the big thing they'll lock behind that is obviously updated rosters um, and, you know, obviously the, the ability to play online with those rosters and stuff. But it, I, I never agreed with their every year approach, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm a massive, massive sports game fan. Yeah. So, like, I'm part of the problem because I'm going to buy that game every freaking year. And I'm going to love it. And then I'm going to cry about the stuff it does wrong. But then I'm going to love it. And I'll be back again the next year hoping they get it all right again. Like I said, that's where where we differ because I'm not a sports game fan. And last year, like, I'm out of another E3, you know, watch party with my uh, two of my friends this year and last year we were watching it at uh, one of their houses and we just like put it on a little small screen in the corner waited for you know anything big to come up and we just played smash brothers until the sports block was over and that's probably what we're gonna do again um so that's that's my least favorite part and considering say that... this the the sports block is probably their most uninteresting block yeah of the whole show even as me as a sports fan i don't need madden to be in their show for me to buy it <laughs> so I don't know. You'll so, buy it anyway. I, don't th- I don't think their sports games are really. I don't. I don't think sports games in general are really built for a press conference. To be honest, I don't think they need to be sold but, to the type of audience that watches E3. The the people that watch E3 may not like as a consensus. It should be like ESPN special. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just feels almost like you're in the wrong. Like it is a game, so I don't want to like 
say it's not a video game, but like the audience for that video game are people that watch sports. Like I'm a big sports fan, hence why I like sports video games. Um, so yeah, I agree. It it almost I know it is a game. I don't think it's I think it's okay to have that game at E3. I just the the press conference doesn't feel like the right space for it. I yeah. So I'm I kind of agree with you there. Like it is it is uninteresting even to me who who's excited for these games. It's like yeah, but I don't need to see it here. And then my hype level, probably about you know, it might go up depending on what they announce. Um, I I love Mass Effect. I've never just I've never been into it as much as like my roommates have been. Um, so I'd probably say about four. Uh, for it like i'm excited for star wars if they announce the new star wars something like that it'd go up there's one thing this year that i will be missing from from all the conferences that we will never have again because disney infinity was canceled and that's the overexcited guy trying to pitch those little figurines to all the press people <laughs> he just oh, seems so excited man. and we'll never have well, it maybe back again. skylanders folks hiding <laughs> now He'll just he'll just come in and like guys there's this new Spyro and it's just just look at it it's it's like so cool because it's it's purple and he'll just like hand it out to everyone and I it's, I'm just gonna miss him like I'm so sad What's that he's gone. Spyro. Did <laughs> 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 you just say what Spyro? I don't, it's, come on, that's even kind of I know what Spyro is at the moment. What's a, what's a oh, Spyro? Spyro what? isn't even from Skylanders. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's what I'm like. How do you not know who Spyro is? Holy man! Yeah, like, all right, I, I, all right. I at least knew what a mass warfare is. I've been talking about it for 15 minutes. But like Spyro, this is all right. Um, moving on, moving on. The next press conference, the next joking. press conference happens. Hap- I know you're joking. How can you not know who Spyro is? I, you, Advanced Wars. I can understand if you're too young, but like Spyro, come on. Um, Good. All right, so Bethesda. Bethesda is next. Uh, they occur on June 12th at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we do know that they are going to have Dishonored 2, The Elder Scrolls Online, and The Elder Scrolls Legends there. Uh, there might be some Fallout 4 DLC or some Doom DLC, You know, two re- games they had released rather recently. Um, there's some rumors about like a new Wolfenstein, Prey, Skyrim remaster, blah, 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 blah. Um, but again, rumors are rumors. It is what it is. So again, I'll just start to get out of the way and let you guys have the floor. Uh, Bethesda thing I am most excited about is how this is like the polar opposite of EA. I'm excited for how they are going to present their show. Bethesda to me is the poster child for how you handle a presentation. The, their presentation last year. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It's not even <laughs> just the games they had. Because obviously the games make everything. If you don't have good games, it really doesn't matter what you show up with. Um, but their presentation, it just the people they had on stage, how it was narrated, uh, how they handled having people come on stage to play games, how they announced games, this is without even getting into the games that were announced. Just how they handled all that. It was perfect. It, it does not get better. They get, I mean, that is the gold standard. And I'm excited to see if that's just going to be what Bethesda does now. They nail that presentation aspect. So if they do that again, I, I mean, even if I'm not interested in the games they're doing, which I am because I was a big Dishonored fan, so I'm really happy for Dishonored 2. 
uh, that's what I'm really excited about is seeing a well-presented show. Sitting down for an hour and a half or two hours, however long it is, and just not getting bored by the actual presentation itself. Um, Nintendo actually has a history to me, too, of boring me with really pointless conversations. Um, but Bethesda doesn't. So that's what I'm excited about with Bethesda. Uh, the thing I'm probably least looking forward to with them is, honestly, all of their Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, I really Ooh. like Skyrim. I've never beaten it. Um, never really be- had the desire to. Not because I think it's a bad game. Um, I, I've, I've beaten Morrowind before. It's... You know, I, I like the Elder Scrolls series, um, but the games they're they're bringing aren't what I want. I want the next one, the next mainline game after Skyrim. That's not what the two titles they're bringing are. I have no interest in playing Elder Scrolls as an MMO, at all. Um. I know many do, probably. I'm sure, obviously, enough for them to make it. I just have no... And Elder Scrolls Legends just looks totally unappealing to me. Like, the the fact that the only, like, mainline uh, game that would be there that's a more traditional Elder Scrolls game might be a Skyrim remaster. Like, you're remastering the last mainline game you made without releasing another new mainline game? Like, What? I, I, imagine that Skyward Sword HD got announced this year at E3, but Zelda U was never announced. We never knew Zelda U existed at all. Like we had no idea it existed. So now we just got the Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, and Skyward Sword HD. A lot of the conversations would be: Is the Zelda series dead? <laughs> and are they just making cheap handheld games? And they gave up on, on home console because imagine that all of the home console games have been remade without us even having an announcement that there's going to be a new one. We do not even know what the sequel to Skyrim is going to be. We don't even know if it exists. And now we're getting all these other Elder Scrolls games which further muddle it and make you think it doesn't exist. It's like, it's almost like, to me, like their PR department took over. And they were like, hey, look, man, these single-player games, you can't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> can't do it. doesn't sell. Everything has to be multiplayer. Can't happen. Despite the fact that it was massively successful, it doesn't matter. Um, and that's what it feels like they're doing with Legends and Elder Scrolls Online. It's like all multiplayer stuff. They have no... That's not why I play Elder Scrolls games. Um, so, yeah. And I understand. This is the feeling some people get about multiplayer Zelda games. Um and who knows, maybe I'm being unfair because I like the multiplayer Zelda games, so maybe I would like the multiplayer Elder Scrolls, but like, as someone who isn't like a huge fan of the series, just someone who enjoys it, I have zero interest to even check out those games. Um, and that sucks because outside of Zelda, I have nothing else from Nintendo to play at E3. So I'll have a chance to play some other games, and Elder Scroll games are probably the ones I skip. So yeah. Uh, my hype level for Bethesda, I'm going to go at a 7. Um... Because they're probably going to have more than those three games. And Dishonored 2 has me really hyped. And, man, no one is going to have a better overall presentation than Bethesda. Um, that's just me. All right. Uh, well, let's go with... Uh, you know, let's go Alfred first this time around. Okay. Um, I loved Bethesda's last year. Mostly because literally right... I think it was during or right after the press conference... 
we got Fallout Shelter, which I was on until the release of Fallout 4. Um, and there was no reason for it. I, it should have been as fun as it was, uh, but it was. And if they can do something like that, if they announce, like, they come out and say, Hey guys, new Skyrim game that's none of the things that we've talked about, or a new, um, like, big open world game that we've been working on. Um, and then here's this thing to keep you busy while this is being worked on, while this comes out this year. Um, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to see, like you said, the press conference and what they do in the press conference to really, like, build up the hype for the game. Because it's not like these games aren't hyped up, but they're always looking to, like, do more hype, more hyping of the game. And I've always kind of seen Bethesda, and a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on this, as a game studio that's like made of gamers for gamers and i might be a little biased to that because i just love bethesda i love fallout um but they always seem to know what they what people like and what they want and so they give it to them um and i guess that the this is this isn't a bad thing but i'm not looking keep for- in mind keep in mind bethesda was so good last year they made people excited for a mobile game yeah yeah <laughs> That's like, crazy. I I don't have the the like metrics in front of me, but I know that that was the most downloaded game on the App Store for I think at least that week. I know it's probably longer than that. Um, it was uh, quite but, a while, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, and so then after like, aside from all of that, the thing I'm least excited for, and this isn't a negative, this isn't knocking their conference at all. This is mostly because me. And my money is I'm not looking forward to new Fallout 4 DLC because I'm going to want to play it and I'm not going to have the money to buy it. So if you're listening, give it to me for free and we'll, <laughs> we'll call it even. Um, but my hype level for Bethesda is, is probably like, you know, eight or nine because just because they always, you know, make me excited for games, probably even games that I don't even care about. Like, I'm, I love Dishonored. I've never really been like, I've never been into it as much as some people have but they'll probably be able to make me excited for Dishonored 2 and I may not even ever pick it up nice nice alright Darren what do you think Um, does Bethesda tickle your fancy not really and that's why I'm going to take a pass on this one because I really do not care about Bethesda like I've never played any of their games so oh there's a zero hype level right there I mean (laughs) I'll probably watch it actually my hype level I mean It'll probably be like a five because I do like a well put together, um, you know, conference like you said. And last year they nailed it, so I'll watch it. But I'm probably won't be looking forward to any of the games because I won't be playing them. So I'm not gonna say what I want to see and what's I don't want to see. What if they release another one of those instantly available free mobile games that looks awesome? Actually, I I did play Fallout play. Shelter, so. I hope they do. Re- oh, there it so is. So I th- so I hope they do release another mobile game. So that that's actually I did. Skyrim remasters that. for Android and iOS. The more yeah. we talk about Bethesda, the more you are coming around. To okay, that. so another awesome. mobile game would all be right. nice. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, Rabbit Luigi, got any thoughts to add? I I'd say uh, just sort of echoing what everyone else has said, but also. The Skyrim remar- uh, remaster is interesting. It could be absolute crap. It could be just us, oh, you know, not, not as in they make it and it's absolute crap. I'm saying the rumor could be nothing. So 
maybe not get your hopes up that high. And really, why would you remaster yeah. it? We've been around that anyway. But what I think is the interesting... The only reason I could see remastering it, the only excuse, is if it enables console mods. Yeah. It, that's the rumor, is that it'll announce or yeah. enable console mods like, for I'll, If it does not include that, no one's going to care that you released a prettier-looking last year. Yeah. I, 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 I would just say with the Skyrim remaster... It's kind of how they would remaster it. Would they just do the graphics or would they sort of tweak bits of the game? Because if they are capable of tweaking bits of the game and polishing this... Skyrim is a great game. I think that's kind of undisputed, um, as are the Fallout games. But there's enough issues with them that, you know, they'll crash, you'll flight, you'll glitch through the floor. There's they're not, not the greatest amount of polish. And eventually, I think with Fallout 4 especially, that kind of wore off. Um, rather, the uh, the Bethesda charm of the game wore off, and we actually took a step back and thought, you know, this game isn't as good as it could be. It's got kind of holes in it. And I'm hoping if they do remaster it, it's a wild, way off shot. Um, they either do remaster Skyrim and they fix some holes in it and make it a far more polished game or we've someone's misinterpreted a screenshot of a remastered Skyrim as actually the next uh, uh, Elder Scrolls game which is polished and ridiculous and nice would be, and lack of holes basically that's what we need more that of that would just be terrible would it? I say terrible because that, that supposed leaked screenshot it doesn't look that good I haven't seen it to be honest but <laughs> But then again, I'll, you know... I should take your word uh, for it. Sky, you know, the Elder Scrolls series... The Elder Scrolls series isn't really known for like necessarily being a beautiful-looking game. No. Does that makes sense? Because the world is so huge. They don't really focus on pushing the best visuals. Like, like The Witcher 3 is a huge world that pushes visuals. Yeah. That's not what Elder Scrolls really does. So, I guess... Different, different I guess I can maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. I know I'm overthinking it. Yeah, probably. Um, but... All right, we're going to move on to... What used to be the first of the big three, but we're, I'm going to call it now the big four. Thank you, PC Gamer, for creating a PC game show. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to count PC gaming as, as, a, as a platform that, that now exists at E3. Um, so Microsoft, they are the first people to go on June 13th, Monday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific. All right, so we know from Microsoft that they're going to have a Gears of War 4, uh, Halo Wars 2, Forza, Sea of Thieves, that's the new IP that was unveiled last year by Rare, uh, ReCore, Crackdown 3, and Scalebound. Um, there's some rumors flying around about Dead Rising 4, New Age of Empires, Battletoads, and obviously everyone wants to know about the hardware rumors around the Scorpio, the Mini, um, streaming devices, a slimmed down Xbox, a whole bunch of stuff swirling around Microsoft right now. Uh, instead of going first this time, I'll, I'll let uh, Darren take the floor here. Okay, Microsoft. He is a potential future Xbox owner. Yes, I'm a potential uh, Xbox owner. What, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I really want to see what the Xbox Slim is. Um, if it's going to be affordable compared to the Xbox One. Or if the Xbox One just gets a price cut and I say to heck with the Slim and just get the regular Xbox One. Um, I'm Because I really want either an Xbox One or a PS4. I've played the crap out of my Wii U for all the time I've had it. And now that the games are slowing down, I want to experience another console. So that's what I'm excited about. What I'm not excited about is seeing like... 
the next Call of Duty, which I assume will probably be there, or some sort of first-person shooter, um, because I'm really just content with playing Team Fortress 2. <clears throat> like, I really love that game to pieces. <laughs> I played it. I have hundreds of hours sunk into it. I've spent so much money on it. Valve, why do you make me buy keys? Um, it's just... And plus, my internet sucks, so I can't really play online games on console. Um, so that's what I'm least excited about. My hype level, because I really want to see the Xbox Slim. I'm a sucker for like new console editions. Not to buy them, just to see how they are and see, ooh, I wonder if there's going to be another edition after this. Uh, my hype level is probably 7, because... I just really want. I'm really interested in what the Xbox nice. Slim that's, will that, be, you know, and the seven Scorpio. Seven is a nice, solid. Yeah, yeah, Scorpio. Yeah, that's a nice, solid, solid score right there. I think that's one of the highest we've had so far. Um, well, I know someone said nine for Bethesda, of course, but um, <laughs> that's Bethesda. Can't 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 leave can't leave out Bethesda props. Um, <laughs> uh, Alfred, my man, my main man. What okay. do you think here? What's, so, what's, what's Microsoft doing for you here? So some of you guys, so everybody might be surprised to know this, but I used to dislike Microsoft with a passion for the longest time back in my high school days, back when I was young and foolish. Days, baby. Um, <clears throat> and then I started, I don't know, not necessarily liking them more, but I started digging into it more. Now I have a gaming PC that runs Microsoft. Um, and so the thing I'm most excited about is there are some rumors that their goal with this the new if they're going to unveil a scorpio or whatever they're going to unveil like new software is that they're going to unveil some way that every game is cross play between xbox and pc and so that like the servers would like line up because it all runs on windows 10 like this is like speculation but i'd love 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 to hear that because one that would mean that i could play with my friends who have xbox and like play overwatch with them or something um, but two, it might also mean that the games that are quote unquote Xbox exclusive that aren't necessarily coming to PC could at some point be playable on PC. Like, I don't know if ReCore is, um, supposed to be on PC at any point, but it looks really interesting. I don't have an Xbox one, but I'd love to play that game. And so if, you know, sure, sure. if the software becomes like the exact same thing, just maybe a little bit dumbed down for the Xbox then I'd love that because then I'd be able to play Xbox games on my on my PC that were supposed to be Xbox exclusive but are now Microsoft exclusive. And that's kind of what I want to hear is instead of like, oh, this is just for Xboxes, this is for Microsoft software. Like yes. anything that runs on the Microsoft yeah. software brand name, you can play it. Um, well, what's your hype level? My hype level, because of that and because of... Um, just some of the other, like you mentioned ReCore and some of the other games that they're throwing out. Um, I'd probably have to go probably with Darren, but a little higher. I'll go with a 7.2. Ooh, boy. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's a little higher than Darren. First, first <laughs> point in there. <laughs> nice. Decimal. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm a little torn with Microsoft. Very, very torn, to be honest. Uh, I, I was just going over like these known games and the rumored games. Um, the crossplay. All this stuff excites me. It really does. Like the, the fact that the Scorpio is like supposedly this really super powerful box that has 4K gaming and stuff. Like that's awesome. Um, my problem 
with Microsoft. And I never thought I would say this is a problem, but it is now. For me, it, the, I know this problem does not exist for everyone, is that they confirmed that every game that is exclusive to their console will also be on PC. Oh. Which is awesome news for PC gamers. Like, totally awesome news. Um, it sucks for me, who owns a gaming PC and an Xbox One. Because now, why would I ever buy any of those games for Xbox? Because the PC games will probably cross-play with the same user base from the Xbox to begin with. So I don't have to lose my friends. And... Which, by the way, I, I only have one friend on Xbox anyways, so it's not like that's a big deal for me. Um, but it, it is nice to increase the player base of, say, like Madden or something. Um, but it... I don't even know why I mentioned Madden. Madden is made by EA, and it's not a PC game. Um, it, it upsets me that they're doing that, because I bought home console games for the exclusives. That's why the Wii U is so awesome to me. Because it has so many exclusive games I'll never see on any other platform besides another future Nintendo console. Um, so Microsoft has a really jam-packed conference. You know, they're probably going to have... Some of this hardware stuff is probably going to come out. Don't know how much of it is, um, but a lot of it probably will come out. Uh, some of the rumored stuff might happen. Like, Age of Empires is my jam, dude. It is my jam. Like... When they released Age of Empires 2 in HD on Steam, I was in heaven. I was day one. Got a day one. Um, and apparently it did really well on Steam. Um, that genre of game is supposed to not be popular anymore, and apparently it sold 3 million copies, and most of that was before they ever had a Steam sale. Like, that's that's really good for that kind of franchise. I mean, that might be bad for a Zelda game, but that's really good for an RTS game. That costs a fraction of what it does to make like a, a big open world Zelda game. Um, so I'm really excited. Like Sea of Thieves is Rare back. Is this the game that shows that Rare, despite having a complete 100% overturn in employees, still has the ability to make really really good games? Because like their Connect games weren't bad. They were just Connect games. <laughs> so like no one cared. <laughs> um, and they have in you know the, their last uh, uh, Banjo Kazooie game was bad, like legit bad. So <laughs> oh boy. it's um, okay. Their last like uh, it, was that their last foray into a non-connect game? Was it was it that game? Uh, um, might be. Yeah, was it 2008? Because Viva Pinata was good. I liked Viva Pinata. That was a good game. Um, anyways, so th- either way, this marks their return back to making a non-connect focus game, and. I'm excited. Like the, the premise of a, a, a pirate game is awesome, and there have been pirate games before, but like this just feels really fresh for a pirate genre game. Um, so I'm really interested to actually see what you can do in this game because we kind of just kind of saw, yeah, it's a pirate game. Here's some here's some guys on a ship. Have a good day. Um, which is fine for a reveal, but now now it's prove it time. Now it's like I want to know what this game is. What what can you do? Am I raiding ships? Am I able to capture towns? Um, am I able to go ashore to tor- Tortuga and like build up my own little like uh, own little gang of, of, of pirates there and kind of you know own the streets or something like that? Um, you know how how deep and how in depth are they going to make this? Uh, because pirates are kind of still a big deal uh, in media today. 
Um, I think there's another Pirates of the Caribbean being made right now. Yep. Um, which never ends. I don't know if it'll be good. There's been a, a long enough break now where I wonder if this one's actually going to be decent. No, don't don't um, get your hopes up. I know. Don't, I know. don't well, do I just, it. I just I <laughs> love level. It. I love mm. them all up until the. Uh, it, I loved every single one until the last one. The last yeah, one was just not that's, good. That's what I'm saying. Don't get your hopes up. Um, but I'm ho- I, I am hopeful, but just because I love Jack Sparrow so much, um, that character is just amazing. But even beyond that, Black Sails is happening. That's a show. That's a pirate show, on, I think on Stars. And I don't know if you guys have seen it because obviously it's a premium network. Um, but that show is amazing. It is probably one of the best shows on television right now, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good shows on television right now. Game of Thrones is an example, is you know one of the top shows on television right now. Um, Silicon Valley, uh, you know, if you want to get off of the premium channels, there's like Flash. Um, there's just a lot of really really good shows out there right now. So like for me to say that is a bit odd, but it just is. It's that good. You have to watch it. It, it is amazing. But it's a pirate show. It's a show. I mean, it's about Treasure Island and stuff, but it's based around pirates. So, like, pirates are still a big thing. So they can nail this with Sea of Thieves and just be that pirate game that no other pirate game has been before. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's obviously what I'm most excited about is to find out about that game. Nate has a pirate um, fetish. And because I'm an Age of Empires junkie. I was... <clears throat> oh, I love pirates. Pirates are just so... <laughs> their whole history... I used to study, like... Um, like the history of pirates and stuff and yes i realized pirates are not good like they weren't bad people but they definitely weren't good people either um they're not what a lot of things are romanticized about them let's say that that but whatever either way i used to read a lot about them and research them i just like pirate stuff a lot so i am a sucker for it (laughs) um but yeah so i i'm hyped for microsoft like my hype level is at like an eight the only reason i don't have it at a 10 is because I don't know what I'm supposed to be excited for. Am I supposed to be excited for PC or Xbox? Yes. Because, like... It's the dilemma. Since I own both, I own a gaming <laughs> PC and an Xbox, what am I excited... Like, are the should I care about the hardware stuff if I'm not going to play the games on the Xbox? Or should I care about it and should I play it on there and not play it on my PC? I... I, I'm just totally at a loss. That announcement really threw me off because it's like, are they just getting out of the hardware game then? I, But they're not. They're clearly not getting out of the hardware game. So I don't know. It's very... I feel I'm weird about Microsoft right now. Just really weird. I don't know that what they're doing is bad. It just it feels weird to me. Because um, there's clearly a market for people who can't buy PCs or prefer the simplicity of home console gaming. And just plugging a system into their TV and having games um, versus setting up a computer and dealing with operating systems and yada yada. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Uh, I think Rabbit Luigi still has to go for this one. Yes, uh, I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket, which no one, I don't think anyone's even mentioned, but Scalebound. Oh man. Um, it's a game by Platinum Games who've done Hello. some pretty, pretty, pretty amazing work over the last decade or so. It's actually, I think, uh, the story of Scalebound is it was an idea thought of, and I'm, I think maybe pitched in 2006, so they've had 10 years to re- to think about what they want to do with this thing, and I think it showed up at E3 2014, but didn't get much of a showing last year, it's supposed to be coming back this year, uh, and it, it looks amazing, it's, uh, I, oh, I think yeah. like a, it's like a uh, dragon slaying game, or something like that, it's a very pretty looking game, I remember that, but um, the more we can hear about that, the happier I'll be, but there's not really anything 
in Microsoft lineup which I can say that I dislike. It's just a lot of things which, I mean, uh, individual hype levels, Scalebound's like a 9, everything else is like a 6 or a 7. Like, they're good games, they're gonna be, I'm going to be fascinated to hear, hear more about them. Scalebound is just like, through the not quite through the roof, but what I'm most interested in. I think all that together probably makes it a, an 8, maybe, on the hype level. Just because sure. scale, Scalebound sure. is a big weight in this factor. I, I think there's one thing all of us can kind of agree. Microsoft has some really good games like all of going to be shown off here. Yeah. yeah. Where did that come from? Like, it, I mean, that well, Phil Spencer has been like games, 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 games ever since he got <laughs> there. And like, dude, I, I don't know if people have been paying much attention because Sony's been doing so awesome and has all the hype. Um, Xbox has been releasing far more exclusive games that Sony does not have since day one. And it hasn't stopped. And they just keep it going. And it's getting better and better as they go. It, it is so crazy. I don't... I mean, I know a lot of it's just because Microsoft has a lot more money, so they can just throw money at all these people and get these games. Like, you know, when they got uh, the time, well, the now-timed exclusive um, Tomb Raider, um, which I, I think this year, I think it's coming to PlayStation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But either way, you know, they had almost a full year exclusivity on that. That That's huge. Like, Microsoft, dude, they... They are getting high quality exclusive titles or semi exclusive titles like mad. It is, I, yeah. I mean, as awesome as like Shenmue three and and Final Fantasy did for Sony last year. Like one of the things people got excited for was a remake, and here Microsoft's like, um, yeah, we have just a bunch of new games <laughs> that look beautiful. Like they look great. That look, yeah, they look. I mean, Crackdown three is like the game that supposedly proves their, um, their their server concept of using processing power in the cloud with all the uh, the destruction and everything. Like, oh, I mean, there's so many cool things they're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. My, Microsoft, uh, kudos to you. You are are nailing it with the games, at least. Even though I'm tepid on some other things. Um, I have no complaints over the games. Uh, next up, this is a very interesting one, and I doubt we're going to have much to say about it. Um, I could be wrong is the PC Gamer Show. Uh, so, for those who don't know, PC Gamer was... Uh, they, they had a show last year. It ran, as everyone said, way too long. It wasn't like six hours. It was something ridiculously long. And uh, anyways, that's on June 13th. It happened smack dab between um, Microsoft and the other major ones at 11.30 Pacific. Um, so it's pretty much essentially right after Microsoft wraps up. Uh, what is known about this one is that Dawn of War 3 will be shown off, Lawbreakers will be shown off, uh, and Mirage, Arcane Warfare. Um, and there's a couple companies that are confirmed to be showing some stuff there, but we don't know what games they're going to be showing. Um, I think Valve was actually confirmed to be one of those games. Nope, those companies? they're not. Oh, did they back <laughs> out? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the list of uh, presenters, and Valve's not on there again. Okay, yeah, I thought, I thought, well, maybe they were just saying they might do it, and they never did. I don't know. And that's obviously a big blow, because Valve means a whole lot to PC gaming. Um, especially thanks to their Steam. Yeah, I'm just kind of glancing at their presenter list. Um, so, uh, I guess I'll go first on this, because I don't know how many of you guys do a lot of PC gaming. Oh, I'm, um, I'm very interested in this one. You're very, you're very interested in it? Yeah. Okay. Um... I am a, I'm a PC gamer, like, through and through. 
I even as a kid, I, yeah, I played my NES, I played my Game Boy, I played my Zelda, but man, PC was where it was at. I never necessarily had a top of the line rig. I mean, what I have now is the closest I've ever had to something that you would consider to be a really good gaming ring, and it's a gaming laptop. So there's plenty of people out there that laugh at me that I'm even considering a gaming laptop to be a gaming rig. Um, but it is, and I can play almost every game on Ultra, and it's awesome, and in 4K at that, which is nice. But it, it's just a. Uh, the thing I'm excited about with this show is mostly what this show is going to be about. It's not going to be about the game so much. There's not going to be a lot of exclusive big-name game show. I, don't, I just don't think so. Because most of the big-name games also come to consoles. That's why they're big-name games. Um, there's very few games that are PC-only that are huge. Um, there, are, there are exceptions. The Total War series is really big that comes from sega sega is one of the presenters or at least one of the yeah one of the people that'll be there um and so the total war series is a pc there's some other valve is obviously a big one with that stuff but valve is not part of it um so i'm excited to see hardware because to be a pc gamer you have to be interested in hardware and well you don't have to be but you probably are because you have to study hardware before you buy uh, before you buy or build a, a PC. And AMD is going to be there. Uh, what is it? The GeForce, uh, or yeah, Nvidia just unveiled the GeForce, um, the 1080 and the 1070. Um, and right now, those are the market leaders for for GPUs, and they're going to be market leaders for a while. They're they're cheaper than the Titan X. Um, and they're more powerful in most instances. And AMD is ahead of the game in a tech called HBM. I'm not going to get into the particulars on that because it would take 50 years to me to go over all that stuff. Uh, but they already have a card out that's uh, HBM capable. I'm interested to see what their answer is to the GTX 1080. And I'm not even saying it's an answer because it, it's been well known that AMD has a card in the works. Um, so I'm hoping that they use this event to unveil um, their next step, their next evolution that gives the AMD equivalent. Because I always felt, well, let's just put it, if you're a PC person, I'm Team Red. Reluctantly, I am using Team Green stuff because Team Red is just too far behind for, especially in the mobile GPU. But I'm, I'm Team Red, and I just want to see them do something. What I'm least looking forward to is that I feel like they're going to drag it on and on and on and on. Probably like this podcast. <laughs> um, they're just going to keep talking about a whole bunch of stuff that nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> not even PC people. Like There was so much showboating and grandstanding, and look at me, I'm awesome last year at the PC gaming show, that it was really hard to watch at times. And that's outside of the fact that it was six hours of that. Um, <laughs> so my, my hype level is probably at like a four. Because there's going to be some things I want to see. But do I want to suffer through two to three hours to see it? Of grandstanding and just acting really cocky. Hey, we're PC. We can do anything we want. I, I don't know. I mean, and I'm sure like Lawbreakers and stuff. Like those games. There'll, there'll be some other exclusive games. And I'm sure are nice 
Um, I don't know how many of them are going to grab my attention. Unless there are more RTS games. I love RTS games. I'm a sucker for those. And Microsoft's going to be there. So maybe that's where they do Age of Empires 4 or something. Um, if it's PC exclusive. Which, I, I mean, they only confirmed that Xbox games would be going to PC. Uh, they didn't confirm the other way around. So there's still hope. There's still hope. Don't dumb it down for a controller. Um, yeah. So who else was... Is anyone else here even want to talk about PC? I, I can get into it person. real quick. Um, sure. Some things that are kind of... Um, first off, there's something that... Um, this is this is just a really small, silly thing that I think is going to be kind of fun. Um, at 11, before the press conference, Razer's hosting a Steam speed run. And... Yes. Someone there's there's three rules to be able to do this. You have to follow PC Gamer on Twitter and Twitch. You have to upload yep. a video ten seconds or longer of yours explaining what you do with three minutes of infinite Steam money, and then you have to be able to attend the show of the PC Gaming Show at E3 2016. And so what they're going to be able to do from there is you're going to go on stage, and I assume, and you're going to have to buy as many Steam games as you can in three minutes. <laughs> and I think that that's I just think that that's like that's funny that's that's you know that's something that we always make fun of and it'd be Find something every bundle you can yeah just like go <laughs> wild here's unlimited funds buy whatever you want on steam um in front of this crowd of people uh, that are their shopping cart yeah that are really really <laughs> jealous of you because you have unlimited funds to buy steam games um i just think that that's fun i think that's a cool thing to do um just have like a little i don't know game um the thing that I'm interested in, though, is like you mentioned, yeah. Microsoft's going to be there, um, Sega's going to be there, but also Oculus, Razer, like you said, AMD. Um, I'm wondering how much of Microsoft, like, what their presence will be at this conference, or how much of it, because the, the, the presenter list is... Everything comes with Windows 10. Yeah, the presenter <laughs> list is pretty big. Like, we've got Square Enix in it also, and Square Enix Collective. Um... So I'm interested to see what all these people, like what all these companies are going to say, um, some of the hardware, some of the software companies. Um, I think Razer is going to talk more about their Lenovo deal, um, which is going to yeah, be pretty Razor interesting. Razer and AMD are going to have like a huge presence because they're also partnered with the whole thing. Like, yeah. So they're partially paying for it. Mm -hmm. so. And so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. Um, I'm more like I like listening to technical specs and stuff. Um, so hearing... I think we know, didn't talk about with PC... I don't know why I forgot about this. It's probably the biggest thing going on with PC gaming. Esports. Yeah. <laughs> I, ju I just got reminded because one of their partners is the new Yahoo Esports channel. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I keep forgetting just how popular that is. Like, yeah. And we might see. That, and that's primarily on PC. Like, I know there's, you know, gaming leagues and stuff for, you know, for console stuff. But, I mean, it's the PC stuff that's really blowing up. The League of Legends. and Yeah. I'm, I'm the one thing I'm disappointed in, and the one thing I'm a little, I don't know. I would really would have liked to hear about this, and I know you probably would have too, Nate, if you've been playing Overwatch um, as much as I have. Is Activision Blizzard backed out of E3, and they're not even at the PC gaming show. There's like no presence of them at all, um, and they've been promising, like, some Overwatch DLC, and I'm not saying that I'm. Like, no part of me is bored with that game and needs more. I'm perfectly content with where it is right now. Um, but I'd really like to see what, like, have them come out and be like, hey, guys, we hope you've been enjoying Overwatch. Here's, you know, where it's going to be heading in the next, you know, few months or whatever. Um, I think they get away, not 
doing that at E3 or at the PC Gamer Show because they have BlizzCon. Like, BlizzCon is huge. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just like to hear from them at, at this big event. Um, but Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a PC gaming show, it's nice to have, like, the biggest names in PC yeah. be there. Um, um, in terms again, of no Valve and yeah. no Blizzard. In terms of excitement level... Um, I still kind of see the whole gaming, like PC gaming show is kind of a, not a gimmick, not a, like more of like a niche thing. Um, and I'm, I probably sit it out of five just cause sure. I'm interested to sense. see. Well, also cause Oculus is going to be there and I want to see what they, if they're going to have anything to say, any new, like, you know, things that they're partnering up with, you know, Microsoft, like you talked about a while back, like o- Oculus and Microsoft might have a partnership. Um, that'd yeah. be really cool to hear about here, um, in this kind of an area. Um, but I, yeah, I doubt it. If if they if they well, I'm not trying to be mean, but if um, Microsoft has that partnership, it's probably going to be announced at yes, the Microsoft at, yeah at their conference, conference. because it's going to be for their Xbox Scorpio or something. Yeah, because um, it already Oculus already works with PC. They don't need a partnership to continue to work on PC. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm talking about more PC like exclusive nerds, PC yeah, Oculus yeah. games. But yeah, that's what, that's what Microsoft loves doing. Um, anyone else have anything to add for PC? Not me. <laughs> I no, played Dota two and Team crickets? Fortress two, and that's about yeah. I was it. gonna say I, I knew the whole panel here wasn't big PC people. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, we're gonna quickly move on. We got two more conferences to get through. We're gonna kind of rush it a bit. I know this will be going a little long. For those who are listening to this, um, this is this bonus bit because of how long it is. I'm gonna separate it out from the the podcast itself. Um. So it's going to be like uploaded at the same time, but two separate things, so you don't have to listen to two straight hours of nonsense. Um, <laughs> but we got Ubisoft and Sony. This is the last Ubisoft. Two of the day. So we'll go quickly through Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubi, Ubi, Kruby. I have no idea. I always pronounce it the way I do. So Ubisoft. Um, yeah. You know it's called Ubisoft. Ubisoft. You you buy um, software. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That that pretty much sums them up. Um, so, all right. So they present on June thirteenth as well at one p.m. Pacific. Uh, the games that we know that are going to be there for sure are Ghost Recon Wildlands, Watch Dogs Two, Woo! So, yeah, South Park. I know Watch Dogs Two is it's really weird how that one got confirmed too. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun watching them say that on stage. The fractured butthole. For Honor, uh, Division DLC, and there's going to be some sort of new IP, which seems to be pretty standard with Ubisoft so far. Um, I'm just gonna go quickly through it. I'm excited for Ubisoft because their games at E3 always present so much promise. <laughs> I know they often fail to deliver on that promise. Yeah. But at E3, they really make it so damn appealing. Like, Watch Dogs 2 is going to look like they fixed everything that people had wrong with Watch Dogs. And we all know that's not the case. But they're going to do a damn good job sh- convincing me that they did. Um, and, you know, South Park, The Fracture Butthole, uh, that one is probably going to be one of the best games they show. Because... South Park and the Stick of Truth or whatever was really good. Like, legit good. Um, so, I'm excited for that. Probably the game I'm most excited for is just For Honor. Um, it's got a very unique 
a very interesting concept for how it's tackling like what's basically an unheard of genre and they are everyone who got to play it last year has nothing but awesome things to say about it so this is people who played it now so like this isn't like a hype trailer like this is like legit people loved this game last year so if they come back and they expand upon that and add to it and it's just even better like i'm that's the game that out of all the games they have and it's probably the game that ubisoft is betting the least amount on that's what i'm excited for um otherwise ubisoft is going to be really weird they're going to have all their european people come up i'm not going to understand half the words they say um because they all have really thick accents that i just can't understand Bonjour. it's so weird yeah it's like a french thick <laughs> it's just never it's just never good um and yeah my hype level is probably again i'm gonna i'm gonna go around a five I think South Park and For Honor are going to carry it for me. I think they're going to... Stupidly, I'm going to get hyped for Watch Dogs 2. I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Because they just know how to build hype. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I'm just not really that excited by uh, a lot of the games that have come. Like, I'm an Assassin's Creed fan, and I know Assassin's Creed's not going to come for like another year, probably. Um, oh yeah, it's confirmed. There's not going to be one this year. So... Um, that's what I want to see. It's like, okay, now they're using extra time on it. Are they going to finally make a good one again? Um, and that's not to say the last one was bad. The last one was actually okay. But, yeah, that's just me. Anyone else? Anything you want to add? Ubisoft? I really don't Ubisoft. care about Ubisoft, so no. <laughs> you play? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, mm, I think it's a good idea that they're waiting for Assassin's Creed. Because that gives yeah, them time yeah, to like step back and refine. I think they hit franchise fatigue with it, um, and they were rushing them too fast. I, I actually, that decision might actually save that franchise. Oh yeah. Fast. And so will the movie with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> I like it. Saw the trailer. I saw I saw the trailer for it, because um, I, I went to the movie Pop Star. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, As you say on just, the entire just, podcast, I know, just the thousands dude, of people are going to watch this. Dude, I, you know what? I don't even care. I love Lonely Island, and that movie was amazing. I was laughing so much. Um, I, I'm just into that really stupid humor, obviously, because you have to be to watch that kind of movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, I already lost my train of thought. It's okay. We're just going to move on to Sony. I was, I was going to talk about Watch Dogs 2 a little bit. since. Oh, Watch Dogs 2? Oh, 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 you Yeah, be. I think, right, you know... There was something fascinating. It was one of the great injustices, one of the biggest sort of uh, showcases of how corrupt modern gaming is. Where you see the <laughs> the watchdogs of the the first game, the trailer for that game when it was first revealed, is some of the most most excitement I have felt in this period of period of gaming. You look at it and you think. This is this is where gaming is going. It looks incredible. It it looked incredible, uh, and when it came it, out, it, it looked was, like it wasn't even about the visuals. It the was how everything flowed. Everything felt flowed like this so is like, well. This is next generation. Like it, this, it, is it was a genuine next kind level of, gaming. It was such yeah. so exciting. That was a eleven out of ten for hype for that trailer. The game that came out was barely a quarter <laughs> of that game. It was. It, it was pretty bad in places. What I think it and, was... And I want to make this clear. 
I want to make this clear to people listening. Watch Dogs is not a bad game. No, mm. not at all. It's not. The problem, it's kind of as bad I game. see it, when you, <laughs> it, it, it's it's bad in that what that hype level promise showed and what they actually delivered was so underwhelming in comparison. Like imagine your parents uh, talk up a game that you're gonna get. Like you're thinking Overwatch, and then you get it, and it's Battleborn. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> what a slide on Battleborn. Oh, oh poor Battleborn. It Sorry, Gearbox, I love you. Poor Give me Portable Hands 3 and we'll be even. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you were going to make a point, Rabbit I think, I think the important thing is uh, Watch Dogs, in my opinion, was a bad game, but it wasn't an unsalvageable game. And I think that's the important thing with Watch Dogs 2. You have to watch whatever they show, whatever whatever they demonstrate, if there's a if it's playable, if there's a trailer, whatever it is, you've got to be vigilant because it's probably not going to be like that. But I think... Watch Dogs had a, had a good enough concept and a decent enough framework yeah, that, I given think, more time, yeah. they should be able to make a good game out of it. Yeah, so I Watch think Dogs 2 the base, should be fine. Like, the base for what that promise was is there. Yeah. Like, Optimism. I, I think the underlying... It, it's just whether or not they go further with it and finally deliver. Um, and you can't trust them to at this point. No. <laughs> so... Their trailer might act like it, but until uh, until someone plays a demo and says, "Yeah, this is like this is legit," like that's why I'm so excited about For Honor. Like it looked interesting, but then people playing it was like, "Yeah, no, like this is what it is. It's awesome." I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right." Well, I could believe when people actually have it in their hands. Um, Alfred, do you have anything you want to say about Ubisoft? Uh, nah. No? Alright. We'll move on to our final one of the day. The final one of E3. Unless you count Nintendo's stream, which we talk about Nintendo all the time. Sony! They go on June 13th at 5.30 Pacific. Uh, <laughs> it, they have a really small known game list. Because Sony has somehow kept their mouth shut. Um, we know that there's going to be Horizon Zero Dawn and No Man's Sky. That's it. Which is getting delayed again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But those are the only confirmed titles at their conference. However, everyone knows that it's highly likely that a whole bunch of games we saw last year we're going to see again. Um, you know, there's Gravity Rush 2, The Last Guardian, um, some game called Detroit. Never heard of it. Obviously, uh, I know Human. City. Yeah. It's by yeah, Quantic yeah. Dream. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Grand nice. Turismo Sport, uh, 800 VR games. <laughs> of course. Um <laughs> You know, Some they're the probably... Uh, what I find odd about this listing, again, this is from NeoGAF, uh, there's some rumors about God of War 4, um, you know, Dead Don't Ride, Sucker Punch, Spider-Man. Um, what I find weird with those is that nowhere in it does it mention the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, and I think of all the, the possibilities, that's going to be there. And they're probably going to show Shenmue 3 again since Sony is also paying for it. Um... But that's just me. Again, these are just things they showed last year. So it's like, are they going to bring them back? They're probably going to bring them back. Um, and obviously there's the whole if they show off. Like at this point, out of all of the console rumors, like PlayStation 4K is like has the most backing behind it, that it's real. Um, so they're probably going to show that off as well at the Sony conference, you would assume. Um, so yeah, that that's, that's Sony in a nutshell this year. Um I, I have very little comments on that on this because I think unless they have a whole bunch of surprise games, 
Um, you know, they just released Uncharted 4, which by all metrics is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. That apparently um, Ego Raptor hates. Well, I just look at the Sony stuff, and then I he look back a lot at of the games. Microsoft conference. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look at well, the thing is, I look at the Sony conference, and then I look back at the game list for the Microsoft conference, and I'm like, okay, so Sony has no games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, they have the Last Guardian, which <laughs> Last Guardian I'm excited for, but like they have Last Guardian, Final Fantasy remake, probably the new Final Fantasy game, assuming that that is ready to be shown, which they keep saying it is, but whether we actually Kingdom Hearts it, three, I have no idea. Kingdom Hearts three, yes. If you like, but again, again, that's like four, four or five strong titles to be interested in. And then you have Microsoft, where I'm interested in almost every single thing that they have going on outside of Gears of War four and Halo Wars two. Um, so it's less like my personal interest level in Sony's conference isn't very high, which is why my personal interest level in Sony um, isn't high. That's why I don't own a PlayStation four right now. In fact, the only reason I might buy one is because I, they have the only good baseball game. and that's a really I mean I bought an Xbox One originally just to play Madden so I guess I shouldn't say it's a bad reason to own a console but um, yeah so I'm just my hype level is very low for Sony but the only thing that has me piqued my interest is the PlayStation 4K I just want to know what this thing is Um, and there's a real chance that if it is underwhelming in comparison to the Scorpio that for the first time in a while Microsoft might have that hardware win with fans um i don't know you could tell i'm kind of leaning microsoft here so sony i'm going to go say a hype level of three just because i really want to see the last guardian like not just the little demo area um anyone else got some sony some sony stuff um i do if nobody else has anything to say i've got some but i was gonna wait for (laughs) someone else to go (laughs) you go first I've, i've talked a lot go for it oh okay um I would say even if Sony don't have a lot of games guaranteed to be at their conference, I'm quite excited for both uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and No Man's No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky especially, since when that was showed off last year. Uh, just in general, just before I get into No Man's Sky, Sony can't beat last year, but they can't improve on last year. It's a, it's not quite damage limitation, but it's like it's they impossible. haven't got enough. Unless they have. It's, they they have to have happen. like two or three aces up their yeah. sleeve to even come close to that. Next last year. It's it's kind of a form of damage limitation. It's like saying, okay, last year was amazing. We're still working on those games. Um, you know, we're not going to excite you in the same way. We're not going to come out and say, oh, it's remaking it. Every That's Final Fantasy game with now. Sony this whole generation. Every E3, it's showing off games that aren't going to be out for like two or three years. It's like. It loses it's hard, This is why I have a hard time getting excited. Like, they're, they're games... They, like, Microsoft's like, here's a game. You could buy it this year. Have a good day. Nintendo's like, hey, Smash exists in three years. <laughs> Four years. <laughs> five years. Four you years, know what? Don't quote us on any hey, of this. Th- there will be a Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Eventually. In five years. We haven't started development on it yet. It totally blindsided Sakurai, but... Who <laughs> hasn't even been hired on to make it yet. Um, <laughs> just, sac- just cut to Sakura going, oh no! That, that is, I-, I swear that's like what happened with the Wii U and 3DS thing. It was like, uh-huh. yeah, we're going to do this, but we haven't even have the team working on it yet. Um, and then Sony's just like, dude, we're going to give you exactly what you want. And we're announcing right it. now. But you'll <laughs> see right it in now. four years. Yeah. Like four or five years. It's like, oh. like yeah, Shenmue 3. Oh, it doesn't really exist yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, I'd, I'd say The Last Guardian especially is kind of 
even oh. its existence. I mean, it looked dead and buried not that long ago, and sure. even. But when someone said, sure. you know, with a reasonable amount of certainty, oh no, you know, the last Guardian is going to turn up at E3 last year, when they said it last oh, year, man. and and it's that's yeah. almost as stupid as Half Life Three. It's like. <laughs> no, I mean yeah, yes, right. maybe, but no, yes, it's no, not yes. gonna happen. <laughs> so that was that was a shock in and itself, and I'm I'm just yeah. even if they don't really mention much, it's supposed to be happening now. So you know that's an improvement. I guess that's well, my most most anticipated game at that conference. Yeah, so I think Sony's their own worst enemy here, as you said. Yeah, they had such an awesome E3 last year; it can't be beat. Mm. It just. The, the 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 only saving grace would be a, the PlayStation 4K. It just it, it maybe it's not as powerful as the Scorpio, but then they're like, yeah. But by the way, you can buy this for three hundred. Yeah, and it that comes would with be VR. like a mic. That would be the mic drop moment. It would be like, yeah, it's less than what the current PlayStation 4 is. Done. Like you like what? what we didn't even need okay. games. <laughs> Why do we need games anymore? <laughs> Who needs games? We have hardware that you could buy cheaply without games. <laughs> um, Alfred, what do you got? Okay, so I'm really interested in No Man's Sky, Horizon Dawn, all, um, all that stuff, Zero Dawn, um, a lot of that stuff. There's there's something that you didn't we didn't talk about this, um, but Square Enix has a conference like they did last year, and it's the very first conference. Um, and they do. Yeah, it's. Uh, bef- right oh, before. Oh yes, they do. You're right. Yeah. They do. Yep. Um, and so here, that's why I, my question was: Do you think that Sony will talk about it, or Square Enix will talk about Final Fantasy VII? Oh, sure. yeah, I remember that. Here's, here's the thing that, um, I've been hearing a lot about ever since Cloud was put in Smash, is that there's a possibility, that that talks about a partnership, with Nintendo, in a way that they like mended whatever like bad blood was between them and that it could bring about final fantasy 7 remake for the NX. i think that mending actually started already with bravely default yeah yeah definitely. Um, like I, it was successful it made them money <clears throat> and it was exclusive to nintendo hardware like that's just not something you think square would do anymore and so i could see it here's my hope is that kind of like we we have with um I don't know, when they talked about Tomb Raider. So, in my head, this is how this would kind of work out, is that the Sony press conference, um, at Square Enix, that have already talked about Final Fantasy VII Remake, maybe, because um, that's probably going to be their biggest thing, should they show it. Um, and then they'll show it off, talk about it, and like, hey guys, this is what we're working on, this is how close we are, Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, all that stuff. And then they come out with Sony, and they talk about, okay, first episode, you know, December 2016. Second episode... Um, you know, TBD. NX comes out, and Square Enix, and it's announced that Square Enix uh, has episodes one and two ready for the NX, and that's a launch title. And I've I haven't really been paying attention to a lot of Square Enix's like wording on this because I don't know if they've said that it's a PS4 exclusive or if they've just said that they're developing it for the PS4. Um. Because I, it's it's always that I wording. Think, I think it, I think it was something like it wasn't exclusive, but it was maybe like a, a PS4 first. Yeah, and so I situation. could I could see them doing something like that, and that would speak to 
based on how it ran on the PS4, and based on if Square Enix had enough trust to put it on the NX, the power of the NX, and what we could expect to see from it. Because right now, Final Fantasy VII, the remake looks great. Like, from what we've seen from it. Um, and should we see more of it and see how powerful it runs if they show how it runs on the Sony on the um, PS4K and then we see that it runs on the NX in the same way or very similar then we have no reason to be like worried about that um, that's just speculation on my part kind of getting off the top yeah, of yeah, Sony yeah. Um, but that's just yeah. something I've been thinking about a lot since yeah. that whole ordeal has been yeah. coming around makes um, sense and obviously um, Final Fantasy 7 remaster or remake or whatever was announced at the Sony conference so obviously yeah. that brings it up to light um, well, we're going to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, it's been a lot longer than initially planned. This bonus bit, I should have known it was impossible to go over all this stuff in a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, obviously, we're releasing this in two different versions. We'll have our standard podcast, which is going to be close to that hour long. And then we'll have an extra hour here with the bonus the bonus stuff about E3. I think I'll also separate out our, uh, our bets and make sure people really understand what's going on with those bets so they can get that vote in. Remember, guys, Half Life 3 counts. for NX. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Stop. Stop. Oh. 3DS All exclusive. Right. Half Life so 3. Th- thank you for joining us on the E3 hype edition of the podcast, or if this, you're listening to the end of the uh, other version, the bonus talk version, uh, the end of the bonus talk version. Uh, I was joined happily today by Darren, Alfred, and Rabbit Luigi. You guys want to plug in your Twitter handles quick? Who, who goes first? Mine's just Rabbit Luigi, so that's easy. <laughs> At Rabbit Luigi. Yes. At Rabbit Luigi. That's At very easy. Darren. At Real Darren. R E A L D E R N. I talk about video games. Yes. And he retweets me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he retweets everyone. And, and I'm at Full Metal Elfie. So, like, nice. like Full Metal I still Alchemist, follow you. But I don't know why I haven't followed you yet. Um, I'm at Nate Jance. Uh, N A T E J A N C. Uh, I always spell it out because everyone adds the E and it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. Yet. That that was our, our, our E3 Hype Edition. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, next week's podcast is a little sneak peek. It's going to be uh, not live from E3, but it's going to be. Uh, four people in the same room uh, representing Zelda Informer, all talking about our experience with Zelda U. That whole podcast is not going to... There won't be fan topics. There won't be, it's just going to be us talking about our experience with the game. Uh, we might even be able, for the video version, to sneak in some footage of the game. That would be fantastic for you guys, wouldn't it? Uh, plus, obviously, we'll have all of us on camera, so our YouTube version is going to be awesome. It's going to be what I wish our podcast really was, where all of us live together and can be all in the same room. <laughs> but that's all right. The audio will probably suffer because of it, because I, I, we don't actually have a proper audio set up to do that. But um, we'll make it work. It'll happen. It's going to be fun. I will see you guys next week. This has been awesome. This is Zelda Forward Podcast, Episode 2. I'm signing out. Peace.